Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone can listening, everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm excited to be back another week here on the show on Biz Radio Asheville. So I just want to thank all the listeners because we are approaching a thousand downloads in addition to those listening live. So I appreciate that. And as always, I'd like to thank Matt Matan, the creator and founder of Biz Radio Asheville. So let's go ahead and get started on today's show. I'm so excited to have my brother on, who is a devoted husband, father, grandfather, poet, and author, just to name a few attributes. His beautiful wife is one of my best friends, and she's a friend to the show, Miss Ebony Sullivan, the COO of their family business in Greenville, South Carolina, Cassie Electric, where they both work and have been voted the top minority-owned business in the city, among other accolades. And additionally, this guest is the owner of a publishing company, Beyond Boundaries, which I cannot wait to hear more about. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my friend, my brother, Mr. Draco Sullivan. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. I just, um, I'm lost for words right now. It's such a beautiful introduction. I, I don't know how I can follow that up. What's up with? Hey, See? Draco. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just- thank you. Just so excited. And oh, man, this is great, Veronica. I'm so proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. And we were just teasing Draco before we got started because he has an amazing radio voice. So we might be using (laughs) (laughs) Draco some more on this radio Asheville. So stay tuned. Yes, yes. I won't mind. I I, I love to do that. And also, just so people know, Draco Sullivan, you know, you hear a lot of Dracos out there now, but this is my real name. It's a (laughs) Berkian name. I wasn't named out there of assault rifle. I was named out the constellation. It's in the northern hemisphere and it means protector, guardian. So I'll try to live up to that as much as I can. And deep, deep brother also. I love that. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right in. So Draco, usually mm-hmm. we start the show you're just telling the listeners just a little bit about you, where you're from, and how okay. you fell into entrepreneurship um, with your publishing company. Well, I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. I was born and raised here. And I'm Growing up, I realized that I had a passion for literature, had a passion for reading, but I didn't know how to articulate myself in that fashion. I didn't have full comprehension of what it means to be an author or to be a poet or to write and to express yourself verbally. So as life 
do what it does and that brings you hardships and trials and tribulations and learn to overcome all that i turned to writing as my therapy and in doing such i i seen it was a, a void there it was a missing avenue that wasn't being filled for writers such as myself that may have came from deprived situations or situations that didn't you know they didn't have the platforms or the opportunity to share their stories mm-hmm. so in doing that i was just you know compelled to establish an institution to where writers you know we can connect writers to readers and readers to writers so we can find a way to unite in some fashion so to speak and so that what brought me to beyond boundaries what used to be known as beneath the surface publishing but um as i evolved and grew i figured that i beyond boundaries better suits us because there's no boundaries there it's nothing that can stop us if we put our mind to it if we really you know, commit ourselves to our goals and you know be driven by our ambitions in a positive fashion, then you know it's endless. It's endless possibilities. Oh, I love that. That's a great little nugget for the listeners, which we always ask for from the <laughs> guests. So, Drake, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you, can, is there ever a time that you remember being younger, where where somebody took interest in your writing or reading, or was that something that you just kind of discovered on your own and in life later on that you really developed it? Or was there a teacher? Did you have a mentor? Anybody that helped you foster that passion for literature and reading? Um. I can remember my seventh grade teacher at Tanglewood Middle School, Miss Langley. She was um, she was more my inspiration to, you know, encourage me to read more and mm-hmm. encourage me to tap into that passion. Even then, at that time, I think I was too young to understand exactly what she was trying to deliver to me. Mm-hmm. But I do know and um, understand that um, now I understand in hindsight that she was just really trying to introduce me to a whole different world that everything didn't have to be right in front of you, that you had opportunities in between pages and to find yourself, I mean, through somebody else's work of um, literature or some story can take you from a situation that you probably feel overwhelmed with, or, mm-hmm. you know, you might, you might feel some kind of opposition in the world around you, but you can open that good book and escape it all for that moment. And oh, it gives man. It, it gives you time. It will for me when I read or when I write. It gives me time to purge day to day activities. It, you know, whatever I may have been faced with that day, it gives me a time to purge it out. And then after emptying my brain, I'm able to come back and reflect and focus on the more important things without being without so much tension. Mm. I love that. So I'm assuming you're still journaling and writing now. I know you're very busy as a superintendent at Cassie Electric. I, I do the books. Drake also business is yeah. good. Business yeah. is very nice. So do you still have time? I know you have your publishing company, which we're going to talk about in a little bit more mm-hmm. detail. But do you have time to personally just put your thoughts on paper and oh, just get I, that stuff out and purge, like you said? Well, yes. I mean, I, I think my wife, she always tells me um, you're going to make time for things that's important for you. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. And writing for me is is it's a necessity. I think for me because it's therapy for me. It's, yes. it's help, it helps me cope with so much. Whether you know I may have a situation that I cannot express right then there on the spot. So mm-hmm. I may write out something pertaining to that, or I may write out a certain experience that I had. I may turn into a form of poetry mm-hmm. or or something of that nature. So yes, I do make time to write and to get to it. You know, I at least try to, do you know, dibble in it every week, at least at least twice a week, if not more. 
That's great. So let's talk about Beyond Boundaries. So how long has this been in existence? And you kind of tapped into a little bit of why you created this publishing company, but mm -hmm. who did you create this for? And, and what types of things do you publish? What types of work? And how can we purchase all of these things? Well, um, Beyond Boundaries, I, I started, this, this idea came to me and I seen the, the need for it in 2015. Okay. And with that, you know, after writing my first book, which was at all costs, um, and this is not, it's a fiction story about two two friends trying to find their way and navigate their way through street life and mm -hmm. to, you know, to seek a better outcome. So, but I didn't have anybody that I could, you know, hey, you want to publish my book? Or nobody was accepting that type of literature, which is considered urban literature or street lit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I was, it was becoming daunting. I was getting, you know, like frustrated and it was sad to me that hey i think i got a good i know i got a good story i would like mm -hmm. for you know to be exposed and realizing those obstacles in my way that's what you know really brought the birth of beyond boundaries you know and i started to really research and realize that hey i can do this myself i don't need a big corporation it's many mm -hmm. people that's that's self-publishing or a small company small press that you know that's catering to guys like me and mm -hmm. so, and being that I know of an untapped market, I know a plethora of authors that's, you know, that has time to write. And I reached out to a lot of people that's in prison that write that I knew that was serving their sentences for whatever mistake they made along the way. But now they are finding their way through creative writing and they needed someone that they can trust in and believe that they will push their work for them as it should be. Mm -hmm. So, and that's who we mostly cater to, but I'm willing to publish anybody that, you know, has a story to tell, but feel like they don't have a home to come to. So we, of course, we are looking for authors to work with and help grow and, and produce their stories to the masses. But gotcha. we are, the type of literature that we do publish is street, street and urban literature, short stories, poetry, um, I'm working on the children's book. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> oh, I love a children's book. Yeah. That'd be so awesome. Uh, I was working on an um, outline for that. And we I even just published a, um, last month, we released a um, science fiction book. And of oh, course, memoirs and, and nonfiction books and self-help books. And also, because um, Ebony, she's working on her you know, of course, let me go ahead and mention this while we're on that subject. You know, you got to mention what Ebony's doing. Yes. Yeah. She started um, Ebony's consultant, Ebony Sutherland's consultant, business consultant. You mm -hmm. know, so she's working on her um, doing business with intention, that and the workbook that goes along with it. So that's a self-help book that we're working on. And of course, my beautiful daughter, Jalen, she's a um, she's a chef. So we're working on her cookbook. So, like I say, beyond boundaries, there's no limitations to us when it comes to literature. Because literature, to me, and it's a form of a way to educate, it's a way to inform, and it's a way to connect, mm -hmm. which you know strictly drives me back to our um, our um, mission statement. Our mission statement goes as connecting lifestyles and cultures through literature and media to bring forth understanding to establish a divine unity with the sole purpose to uplift humanity. Mm, I love that. And I, I yeah. love that you're 
everything is in the family. And I like that you mentioned Jylan, your daughter, your mm-hmm. wife, Ebony. And I know that you yeah. guys are super busy with family and there's other ventures you're doing, but I'm so glad that you're able to still yeah. make time to have this company. And you touched on that. A lot of the people that you publish are in prison. And if you mm-hmm. could just touch on how that came about, because you know your story, you spent some time in prison. And I think that writing really helps, especially when you are away for um, a certain amount of time. So how did writing help you during that time when you were away? I mean, not to discredit that you said, I think everything you said was absolutely true. But when you say, I don't want nobody to misconstrue sometime because sometimes some people may be six months, sometimes some people may be a year. I spent almost two decades in prison and told up to 18 years in prison for, for a nonviolent offense. And I like to share my story. I'm not ashamed of who I, who I am or, or what I represent because it's solely to inspire and encourage others to realize, hey, it doesn't matter what you've been through, what mistakes you may have made in the past because we all have a past. I'm pretty yes. sure that if we open everybody's closet, if there's some skeletons there. They may not be as big as others, but sure. it, it, there, there are some skeletons. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I spent 18 years in federal prison for nonviolent offense um, for huh. drug charges. Well, I ate drug charge. I never, prior to then, the most time I ever had dealing with the penal system was eight months. So it was like my first major offense. Mm-hmm. And um, in that, uh, I was able to find myself and I reconnected with my love for reading and writing because I had nothing but time, right? Right. So, <laughs> and I went, you know, I started, I just re reset my whole perception and the outlook that I had on life. It was so closed-minded. I was so fixed-minded that nobody could tell me nothing because, unfortunately, out there in dealing drugs and that situation led me to a lucrative lifestyle, so I felt like I was successful. Mm-hmm. I felt like nobody couldn't tell me anything, so mm-hmm. I didn't need school because it started at an early age to me because of my circumstances, and you would learn and read about that and embracing change which I owe you a new copy once it's done because I'm revising it. Yes, I was just going to say, I have my signed copy and it was a great read. And I'm Uh always just, I'm so, so, so proud of you, Draco, because, Uh you know, like you said, with with the sometime, some people can do a couple of weeks and not come back home. So for you to be away the time that you were in, in a short period of time being out, the successes that you had, the, getting married to Ebony, who you guys have known each other for what, 30 years is a beautiful yeah. love story. <laughs> I love yeah. your story. And well, you know, the beautiful family that you guys have and the business that you created, you're a walking inspiration and people definitely need to get your book and support Beyond Boundary. So how do we get in contact? How do we get in contact with you? How do we get your work if we wanted to purchase anything that you have published? Well, you know, like uh, the the books that you have, I had published through a, a subsidiary company, and we had some um, discrepancies. So I mm-hmm. had to reset. I had to reset and pull all my books because of you know legal reasons, which sure. is fine. And so I'm in the process of reconstructing everything else, and the website is under construction, and we're working diligently on top of everything that we're doing to get that established, so I can get my work back out there as well as others. Um, mm-hmm. But the books that I do have published that you can support me in is um, I have The Black Hill of Apocalypse by Stephen, by Jane Stevens. He's an author that's incarcerated in Forest City, Arkansas, and he wrote a science fiction book. That book is available on Amazon um, as well as Kindle. You can download the ebook or you can contact me at 
um, BB Publishing 77 at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Facebook um, at Draco was, Sullivan. Yep, yeah. I was just going to say that everybody on Facebook now, you know, yeah. or social media. So that's and social media, Instagram, but on Twitter, I'm the real Draco 77 on Twitter. But um, you, you know, it's just, just getting in contact. And a lot of these books I have available on hand, and I'm not allowed to put them out. Um, due to the discrepancies we have with the publishing company, but sure. I'm working on getting all that straight so I can, you know, let the world know who I am and let them know what I have to offer because we may not realize as individuals how we can inspire and encourage others to make a difference in their life simply by sharing what we experienced or what we have came across in life. Because if we hoard this information, it would die with us. And if it died with us, then there's no chance for change. There's no chance for growth. So it's like planting a seed. That's how mm-hmm. I see it. So if I take a youngster that, and that's going to lead us into something else. because Yes, I yes. Yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> if I take a young guy and he's having an issue in the streets that he feel like he's, um, you know, that he's confined to, and I show him that he's not. And I show him that it's another avenue. You don't have to do that. You're looking at a ninth grade dropout that went back to got it, that, you know, went back to, you know, further his education to get his GED to get some college courses on this bill, social degree and business administration, to get Come a on trade. Now. Talk that talk, Draco. Yeah. Talk that to, talk. You know, to get a trade and, and to um get, you know, get a trade in electrician and become a journalist electrician. And now look at us. We we got an electrical company that we established that we not established that my mother in law Cassie established mm-hmm. and we came in and just, you know, scaled things up for her and help her get to a point where she can retire comfortably. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. And it's possible. I think Garnett, Garnett, Kevin Garnett, which is a friend of mine, said it best. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. You just have to put your mind to it and, and willing to put in the work to make it possible. You have to commit to those sacrifices that's going to be needed to succeed in life. You know, and I think the thing, one thing that really propelled me to be the man I am or get on this journey that I'm on now was a quote by Frederick Douglass. It, it said, um, it goes as having no resources within, he was compelled to be a copyist. In doing such, he would will, he will be became a victim of inconsistencies. At the time that I read that, I didn't have clear, clear comprehension of what it meant because a lot of those words, and I didn't know how he was using it. I know resources is what we see around us, but I didn't realize the knowledge or the education that you have from others and from what you do, what you learn in school, or resources that you develop for yourself. Mm-hmm. Then, because once you got those resources, you know how to use those resources to better yourself. And being a copyist, I said, you know, little as that word is, I didn't have full comp. What do you mean by that? And I realized that's what led me to do what I did to get in prison. I was copying everybody that I seen that I thought was cool, that mm-hmm. I thought was tough, that I thought was, you know, was was the end crowd. So I didn't, I didn't have any guidance, and that's why my life was a continuous. Roller coaster, ups and downs, roadblocks, you know, certain situations and obstacles that that was, you know, undesirable. You know, I had consequences that I had to deal with. And once I accept that responsibility that I was the one at fault, that I was the one to blame for my mishaps, for the lack of education, the lack of drive, the lack of uh, patience, the lack of love and the lack of empathy for other people led to my situation. And once I realized that I was totally honest with myself and purge myself of my last, my, my previous perceptions, that led me to do the things that I'm doing today. And, I'm, I'm, and, and I got to include the grace of God. I cannot 
yes. not go on any further without acknowledging that all things is possible through faith and understanding that he is your driver if you allow him to drive you. He is your Uber driver. He, you know, I love that. Man, Draco dropped yeah. the mic. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, I definitely, because we're getting to the end, and I do want yes. you to talk a little bit about the youth that you're working with and how you create a basketball program in the midst of everything and how busy you guys are. You still have time to support the youth because I know that's a passion of yours. So if you can talk about that in a minute or so before we okay. end the show, I would love to hear about that and how if people are in okay. the Greenville area, how they can support the basketball program or just support in general. Support in general. We we are accepting sponsorship. I um, mean, you can get you can email me at beyondballers300 at gmail.com. Um, well, we started Beyond Ballers out of you know my love for basketball and CJ is my son that, that comes along. He helped coach and Romel is another individual, a great young individual. He's a great people I'm surrounding myself with. And so we just established a program that where we, you know, we got tryouts today now that you mentioned it. We got tryouts today. We give these children an opportunity to just you know display their talent but we see this as a way of connecting with them we beyond basketball we beyond ballers for a reason because we're trying to establish the tools their need and give them the things that i seen that i was missing as the, at their age to mm -hmm. succeed you know and, and you know try to teach them about self-respect dignity loyalty honor and what these mean and what does this mean to an individual applying that in their lives so that's what we are focusing on with Beyond Ballers. It's not just basketball. It's beyond that. It's tools to succeed in everyday life. Mm, Draco, I could talk to you all day, but we're already oh. to the end of the show. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Oh, for never giving up and for starting all these beyond, you know, organizations. And I'm yeah. so excited for the Sullivan family. And with you being thank the you. head of it, I'm just so proud of you. Well, I don't like to say the head because we all stand on the same same line. Me and my wife, we share equal responsibilities and equal dreams. So we are trying to cheese them together. I think that's where we get caught up in the stigma, like you the head and let's put somebody behind you. I all think right we all now. Should, Come on, Drake. Yes. I, I, I think we all should walk toe to toe, me and her hand in hand. She makes me better every day because she, she's getting on me with this. That business consultant, it really getting me. I'm putting it on paper. It's nothing else to talk about. It's time to get to it. Just put yes. up and shut up. Awesome. So. I love it. Well, again, thank you so much. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. And please come back next week, same time, same place, 4.30 p.m. on Fridays on Biz Radio Asheville. Thank you, Draco. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. You got to have me back. I, I can't wait to get back with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.